Welcome to the Servative Hour, an hour of anti-conservative movement. Call in talk radio, and I do encourage you to call in. Phone number is 402-474-5086. No call screener. If the phone rings, I press the button, and you're on the air. The topic for this July 11th, 2023 edition of The Servative Hour, with uh, me as host, my name being Brian Mary. The topic is global warming and climate change. And I thought since we've had the hottest world temperature in uh, over 100,000 years, It'd be something to talk about. Have from Axios, axios.com. Earth saw hottest day yet Thursday, the fourth straight global record. It's by Andrew Friedman. And has a graph showing the daily global mean surface air temperatures for uh, past years to the present. But I'll just read the text since you can't see the chart on the radio. Earth recorded its hottest day on record on Thursday, making it the fourth straight to set or tie the record for warmest day globally. The daily records are a symptom of the heat that human emissions of greenhouse gases are adding to the climate, combined with an El Nino event in the tropical Pacific Ocean. The National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, data shows the global average temperature climbed to an unprecedented 17.23 degrees centigrade or 63.02 degrees Fahrenheit on Thursday. This was 1.02 degrees centigrade or 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit above the average for the date and an increase from the previous record holder of 17.18 degrees centigrade or 62.9 degrees Fahrenheit set just one day before. The period from July 3rd through the 6th is now the hottest four days on record globally. The global mean temperature statistics masks the extreme events taking place worldwide. These include an unprecedented, unprecedented marine heat wave in the North Atlantic, a recently concluded long-duration heat wave in Texas and Mexico, record heat in China, plus extreme heat and wildfires 
still raging out of control in Canada. And the article goes on from there, but that's all of it that I will read. And can be found under the headline, Earth Saw Hottest Day Yet Thursday, the Fourth Straight Global Record. And that's on axios.com. Also from axios.com, from uh, a day later, July 8th, 2023, headline, America's Cruel Summer. It's by Andrew Friedman. Record-setting heat and hazardous air have already consumed much of the U.S. this summer, and the worst may be yet to come. The effects of a warming climate are no longer happening in the background. They're actively dictating and shaping our lives. Blistering heat waves have struck all over the country. Another one is now ramping up in the southwest. Tens of millions of people have been exposed to dangerously poor air quality due to smoke billowing from Canada's record-breaking wildfires. Those fires could worsen this month, and some could even last through the winter by becoming zombie fires in the far north, burning in the soils of peat lands. This week featured the world's hottest days on record. Even hotter extremes lie ahead. From the one-two punch of El Nino and climate change. To meteorologists and climate scientists who closely track the planet's climate indicators, the simultaneous number of flashing red signs are ominous. The daily heat record records set or tied this week have been astonishing, breaking previous spikes that also occurred during 2016's El Nino conditions. The North Atlantic Ocean basins sea surface temperatures are at all-time record highs, leading some scientists to increase their forecasts for the number of hurricanes likely to form this season. Arctic sea ice cover is at an all-time low. Oh, Antarctic sea ice cover is at an all-time low. Global monthly and daily temperatures are spiking off the charts. On Thursday, global average surface temperatures exceeded 63 degrees Fahrenheit for the first time. Last month was the hottest June on record. This month will likely be the hottest July and maybe the hottest month ever recorded. Zeke Hausfather, a climate scientist with Berkeley Earth, and at Stripe tells Axios. The heat waves across the country this summer have been long-lasting and deadly, the result of stagnant weather patterns featuring brutal heat domes locked in place for weeks at a time. Another developing heat dome, this one setting up across the southwest, looks to yield one of the longest hottest heat waves on record in Arizona during the next 
two weeks. That includes Phoenix, the National Weather Service warns. Temperatures across the region may be some of the hottest we have ever seen, forecasters wrote in an online briefing Friday. They also stated it could break a record for the longest-lasting heat wave in the region's history. It is possible that Phoenix will tie or exceed its all-time temperature record of 122 degrees Fahrenheit, which would be an acute public health risk. Extreme heat is the deadliest weather hazard, weather-related hazard, in a typical year across the U.S. Stronger areas of high pressure aloft, or heat domes, are a suspected hallmark of a warming climate. Studies show that heat waves are becoming more severe, longer-lasting, and likely to occur as the global average temperature rises. Some studies have found that certain heat waves would have been virtually impossible in the absence of human-caused global warming. According to Michael Werner of Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, climate change now makes typical heat waves about 5 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than temperatures would have been in a pre-industrial climate. The transition out of cooling, La Nina, and into El Nino, which tends to boost global average temperatures, has quickly manifested in record monthly temperatures, Howe's father told Axios in an email. Uh, the bottom line, it is increasingly likely that both 2023 and 2024 will set records for the warmest years since instrument records began in the 1800s. In April, House father wrote that there was only about a 22% chance that 2023 would eclipse 2016 as the warmest year on record. That has now increased to roughly 77%, he said. We expect 2024 to be even warmer, as the majority of the El Nino effects will be felt then. And so, how's father said. That article is titled America's Cruel Summer, and it's on axios.com. And I thought about playing Cruel Summer or looking for a remix of it to make it more interesting. But I have other heat and fire related songs I can play. One more article before I do play a song. This is from politifact.com. And the fact-checking concerns that, oh, and this is from January 25th, 2023, and the fact-check is on the claim, global warming is a fraud. And uh, multiple social media posts continue to downplay or in some cases outright deny the existence of climate change despite overwhelming evidence supporting the scientific consensus 
it exists and is fueled by human activity. And uh, one Facebook post shared January 25th went as far as calling the concept a, quote, fraud. Nick Adams, a conservative pundit, shared a post featuring a photo of himself with text superimposed on the image assailing climate change. Quote, Global warming is the most significant fraud perpetrated on humanity this century, Adams said in the text. Adams doesn't explain why he says climate change is a fraud. However, evidence proving its existence is plentiful and dates as early as the 1800s. The concept of the greenhouse effect where gases in the Earth's atmosphere trap and retain the sun's heat was first proposed in 1824 by French physicist Joseph Fourier. Fourier, and I hope I'm pronouncing the French correctly, calculated that based on its size and distance from the sun, Earth should have been colder than it was in the 1820s. He theorized that Earth's atmosphere acted as an insulator trapping heat close to the planet's surface. Following Fourier's theory, scientists in separate experiments during the late 1800s observed that certain gases, such as carbon dioxide, exhibited heat-absorbing properties. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency considers carbon dioxide one of the primary greenhouse gases contributing to climate change. Nearly 80% of greenhouse gas emissions in the United States in 2020 were carbon dioxide. Although the Earth's climate has changed throughout its history, NASA said the current warming trend the planet is under is happening too rapidly to be natural. Human activity, spurred by the Industrial Revolution, caused an increase in burning fossil fuels, releasing large amounts of greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide and methane into the atmosphere. Quote, It is undeniable that human activities have produced the atmospheric gases that have trapped more of the sun's energy in the Earth system, NASA's website said. This extra energy has warmed the atmosphere, ocean, and land, and widespread and rapid changes in the atmosphere ocean, cryosphere, and biosphere have occurred. The release of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere from human activity is happening at a rate that is 250 times faster than from natural sources following the last ice age, according to NASA. Hmm. Speaking of methane, had to burp. So I turned off the mic for a moment. Earth's average temperature has increased by around 2 degrees Fahrenheit since 1880 when modern temperature measurements began and continues to rise, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration reported. Besides the evidence of climate change's existence, NASA said 97% of actively publishing climate scientists agree it's real and driven by humans. 
A vast majority of domestic and international scientific organizations acknowledge the reality of climate change and humanity's role. Their ruling, which they call our ruling, a Facebook post claimed climate change is the, quote, most significant fraud perpetrated on humanity. Most of the world's scientists found that climate change is real and fueled by human activity. Climate change's impact on the world can be traced back to the 1800s, when the Industrial Revolution led to an increase in the burning of fossil fuels and a corresponding release of greenhouse ga gases into the Earth's atmosphere. The gases trap heat from the sun, warming the planet, and causing temperatures to rise. So they rate the claim that it is a fraud false. And once again, the phone number here is 402-474-5086. Feel free to call in. The topic is global warming and climate change, although really any sort of uh, political, social concerning the conservative movement and what they're uh, laying down would be uh, open for discussion. And again, the phone number is 402-474-5086. That was Georgia Gibbs with the song Kiss of Fire. So this is what the end of the world looks like, right? This is from Wonket.com from July 11th, 2023 by Stefan Robinson. Extreme weather is devastating the U.S. this summer and the New York Times reports that while, quote, climate disasters are getting worse, they are apparently losing their shock value. I disagree, as the global climate crisis isn't Courtney Love in the late 1990s. The Times even tweeted, Catastrophic floods in the Hudson Valley, an unrelenting heat dome over Phoenix, ocean temperatures hitting 90 degrees Fahrenheit off Miami's coast, a deluge in Vermont, these events are happening simultaneously. Yes, that's still shock shocking. <clears throat> when alerting New Yorkers to flash flooding in Lake Champlain region near Vermont, Governor Kathy Hochul declared, Make no mist mistake, this is our new normal. We are the first generation to feel the impacts of climate change and the last generation with a shot at doing anything about it. Hochul sounds like the governor in a disaster movie for good reason. Smoke from Canadian wildfires has blocked out the sun in major cities like that scene from The Matrix. Temperatures in Texas peaked at 119 degrees leading to speculation over whether the state might soon become too hot for human life. 
severe storms and damaging winds buffeted Oklahoma, torrential rains flooded Chicago, baseball-sized hail pummeled Colorado. That was all during the past month. WFLA News Channel 8's chief meteorologist and climate specialist, Jeff Berardelli, told the Times, It's not just a figment of your imagination, and it's not because everybody now has a smartphone. We've seen an increase in extreme weather. This, without a doubt, is happening. Florida is also hotter and swampier than usual, with extreme lightning storms. Water temperatures off the coast of Florida were soaring into the mid-90s. Alas, Governor Ron DeSantis can't just pack up extreme weather and ship it to Martha's Vineyard. Otherwise, he totally would. The Venusian temperatures are a result of another heat dome, a ridge of high pressure bringing hot, dry, sinking air that's currently hovering over New Mexico and growing in size. By the end of the week, it will have extended from California and Mexico's Baja Peninsula to the deep south. Temperatures will steadily increase through the weekend, breaking triple digits and impacting almost 100 million people in the U.S., once you hear Rod Serling's somber narration, you'll know you've overheated. And then they have uh, Rod Serling uh, giving the intro for the episode titled The Midnight Sun. That's where uh, everyone's talking about the world getting hotter and hotter and impossible to live and then it's actually uh, a dream that uh, a girl was having because she was uh, like unconscious and it was actually the world was getting colder and colder because the earth was moving away from the sun rather than towards the sun it's a good episode anyway this year's El Nino is back bringing warmer-than-average surface temperatures to the Pacific Ocean and fueling even more severe weather globally. Joining El Nino is La Nina, which causes stronger-than-usual trade winds and pushes warm water to towards Asia. Bottom line, we can expect drought in the southwest U.S., more precipitation and flooding in the Pacific Northwest, and a more ferocious hurricane season in the Atlantic. Climate scientist Michelle A. L. Huro warned that El Nino can, and likely will, lead to new records for temperatures, particularly in areas that already experience above-average temperatures doing, during El Nino. And I see it's uh, 11.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time, so I will break for station identification. This is KZUM Lincoln and KZUM HD 89.3 FM, KZUM.org online, broadcasting live from the studios of KZUM.
located uh, high above a beautiful downtown college view, also known as Peanut Hill, in uh, Lincoln, well, southeast Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, back to the article. Oh, and also the servitive hour is followed by the Groove Machine, which will be on from midnight until 2 a.m. Wednesday morning. It's uh, two hours of uh, Christian rock music for your listening enjoyment. All right, back to the article. Uh, Prolonged dangerous heat could persist throughout the summer. Heat is an especially insidious killer. More than 60,000 people died heat-related deaths last year during Europe's heat wave, which was the hottest summer on record. The deceased were predominantly the elderly and women. After the last unprecedented deadly heat wave in 2003, which killed 30,000 people, Europe spent the next 20 years trying to adapt to a hotter climate. But global warming has outpaced its best efforts. Quote, In an ideal society, nobody should die because of heat, said Joan Ballester, a research professor at the Barcelona Institute for Global Health and the study's lead lead author. But it's not an ideal society. It's one filled with flat-earth climate deniers and money-grubbers who have fought against any serious effort to address the climate crisis. Now we roast or drowned. That's not a new normal I wish to welcome. And it mentioned uh, Texas perhaps becoming too hot for humans. And that gave a link to a BBC article, uh, bbc.com. Will Texas become too hot for humans? And uh, let's see if there's a date on this. Yes, uh, 30th of June, 2023, even before the uh, four hottest days in recorded history, going back to uh, before the last ice age. And uh, I'll just read where it's uh, headlined, The Human Cost. Extreme heat is currently the deadliest natural hazard in the U.S., with young children and adults over the age of 65 among the most vulnerable to heat-related illness and death. Analysis by the Texas Tribune found more than 275 people in Texas died from heat-related illness in 2022, which was a two-decade high, and this year's heat wave appears to be worse. Young children, the elderly, the sick, and the poor who cannot afford technology, including air conditioning, to help keep them cool, are particularly vulnerable to the effects of extreme heat. High air temperatures can cause heat stroke, dehydration, and affect people's cardiovascular and nervous systems. Um, 
At what point the heat becomes unbearable is personal, but a study published in 2010 estimated that a wet bulb temperature of 95 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 35 degrees centigrade, at 100% humidity, or uh, 115 degrees Fahrenheit at 50% humidity, is probably as hot as most humans can maintain a healthy core body temperature by sweating. Above that uh, critical environmental limit, our body temperature rises continuously, and the risk of heat-related illnesses such as heat stroke increases. To which I would add, yeah, also uh, the risk of death increases if uh, temperature rises steadily. says, uh, the heat wave in Texas has in places exceeded this band of dangerous temperatures. So whether people can live happily in the state also largely depends on whether they have access to air conditioning and can afford to use it, or whether they have to work outside under the hot sun. This has left people asking, when is it too hot to work? In Houston, McDonald's workers went on strike this week after experiencing issues with their air conditioning. Meanwhile, roofers, welders, and those in professions that can't rely on these technologies have been struggling to keep their body temperatures within the normal range. <clears throat> and even when they aren't life-threatening, hotter temperatures can impair cognition, motor control, and affect our ability to perform everyday tasks. This is problematic because whatever happens to the climate in Texas, most people will still need to work. There are also wider implications for society. It's well established that warmer weather can make us more aggressive, increasing rates of violent crime and the probability of social unrest. And then it has a link to read more from BBC Future about the strange ways heat waves can warp the mind. And, yeah, I have exp personal experience with a few things in this article. Uh, for one thing, when it's really hot, I find that I really can't think very well. I mean, <clears throat> I'll often call into local conservative movement radio stations, actually. <clears throat> There's only one uh, station uh, now in Omaha where you can actually call in and call them on the nonsense that they're pushing uh, all the time. And as far as uh, McDonald's workers going on strike after experiencing issues with their air conditioning, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I work as a uh, pizza delivery driver, have for a long time, and with that hot oven going, if there are any issues with the air conditioning or with the uh, hooded ventilation system to take away the hot air and gases from the gas-fired oven, it gets pretty hot. And it has in the past, but fortunately now uh, both the hooded vent and the air conditioning are working, so it's uh, not so bad. And have air conditioning in my car... Which is also not so bad. Helps to cool off between times of uh, carrying those heavy loads up uh, three flights of stairs, including uh, two-liter bottles of drink and such. Very heavy. But 
<coughs> if you wanted to uh, read that article in full, because I skipped over uh, much of it, <coughs> that's uh, on bbc.com under the headline, Will Texas Become Too Hot for Humans? And uh, once again, let me reiterate, this is a call-in talk radio show. It's live, and I'm sure if you're listening, you are too. And you can call in if you care to do so. The phone number is 402-474-5086. And now, another song. That was Share the End by Carly Simon. Climate change deniers chase out Iowa weatherman with death threats, as is normal and healthy and fine. It's by Robin Panaccia from June 22, 2023, from wonket.com, as if you couldn't tell by that headline. Oh, there's nothing halfway about the Iowa way to treat you, if they treat you, which they may not do at all. A meteorologist has quit his job in Iowa, citing PTSD, after being inundated with violent threats over his coverage of climate change. <clears throat> in 2021, Chris Gloninger moved to Iowa for a job as the chief meteorologist at Des Moines news station KCCI. Previously, the New York native worked at NBC10 Boston, where he reported on weather events and hosted a weekly show on climate change and apparently did not receive any death threats at all either because people in coastal areas understand that they are the ones who are going to have to deal with sea levels rising, or because he never said anything complimentary about the Yankees. While he was accustomed to receiving some complaints here and there from people who don't believe in climate change, a few months into his tenure at KCCI in Des Moines, he started receiving a series series of frightening emails, including at least one demanding to know what his address was. Police identified the sender as 63-year-old Danny H. Hancock of Lenox, Iowa, and ultimately fined him $150 for the threats. Via the Iowa Capital Dispatch, <clears throat> Hancock wrote to Gloninger, Quote, getting sick and tired of your liberal conspiracy theory on the weather. Climate changes every day, always has, never, always will. You're pushing nothing but a Biden hoax. Go back to where you came from. A few days later, Hancock wrote to Gloninger, quote, You are worthless Biden puppet, a liar, a conspiracy theorist, and an idiot. You give Iowa a bad name. Go home be blank 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 a few hours after that message was sent hancock sent another email in which he referenced brett kavanaugh an associate justice of the u.s supreme court quote what's your address we conservative iowans would like to give you an iowan welcome you will never forget 
kind of like the <clears throat> I blank blank gave Judge Kavanaugh with lots of exclamation marks after it. On July 13th, Hancock wrote again, this time referencing Anthony Fauci, the immunologist and director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, who has helped lead the fight against COVID-19, and told Gloninger to, quote, go east and drown from ice cap melting, you dumb F blank blank blank, with uh, how many, seven exclamation marks after it? Yeah. This is a very normal thing to do to one's local meteorologist. It's not clear if Hancock's threats continued after that, but $150 doesn't really seem like enough to discourage someone who is that intent on spreading the word that climate change is an evil plot concocted by Joe Biden to uh, do something. It's not entirely clear from his emails, and frankly, it's always been a little unclear why the right is so deeply disturbed by the concept of climate change to begin with. It seems like it should be something deeper than, quote, we don't want your want corporations to be inconvenienced by regulations meant to keep them from destroying the planet. If death threats are on the table, but it probably isn't. Gloninger shared some of the emails online last year describing how mentally exhausting it had been to deal with. And uh, he did share, quote, 18 years, seven stations, five states. I am bidding farewell to TV to embark on a new journey dedicated to helping solve the climate crisis, Gloninger said in a statement to the Des Moines Register. After, after a death threat stemming from my climate coverage last year and resulting PTSD, in addition to family health issues, I've decided to begin this journey now. Perhaps KCCI could replace him with Jeremy Kappel, the Rochester, New York meteor meteorologist who was fired from his job at NBC affiliate WHEC for saying a racial slur on the air and has since become the more interested in the, in the storm than in storms, by which I mean he is now a QAnon person. Uh, Gloninger coincidentally also worked at WHEC for a time. Alas, if this is the Iowa way to greet a meteorologist, they may end up with no meteorologists at all, and Iowans will just have to spend their lives guessing at whether or not to bring an umbrella or a sweater. And uh, that article can be found on wonket.com under the headline, Climate Change Deniers Chase Out Iowa Weatherman with Death Threats as is Normal and Healthy and Fine. <clears throat> oh, and I haven't mentioned the weather here. Let me do that. I've tried to occasionally mention what the weather is. Oh, and it's still 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like 87 with the humidity. And uh, no wind, clear skies. Uh, tomorrow's temperature is forecast to be nearly the same as today. And tonight there will be a low of 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm, with a 47% chance of precipitation. And... Um, Tomorrow, 
high of 88 degrees Fahrenheit, which I believe is actually a little warmer than today. Okay. And time for one more article. This one's from long ago, April 26th, 2023, by Stephen Robinson. From longcat.com, Ron Johnson, what if global warming is actually, is awesome actually? Hey, Libs, did you think about that? Economist Michael Greenstone, who has a brain in his head, spoke to the Senate Budget Committee Wednesday, where he tried to explain the health impact of climate change. Senator Ron Johnson, whose head is filled with Laffy Taffy, wondered why Greenstone couldn't comprehend the obvious bright side of a rapidly warming planet. Quote, I actually found that chart of yours somewhat comforting for at least America, Johnson said, holding up one of the exhibits on global climate change and increased temperatures that we're sure he didn't understand. Quote, when you take a look at the mortality which these are all, again, projections. I don't. I don't put any stock in them at all. Johnson still somehow represents Wisconsin in the Senate for reasons that make me want to slap uh, Mandela Barnes, metaphorically, not in the literal career-derailing Will Smith way. He went on. Quote, but by your own projections throughout the United States because of climate change, we've actually, we're actually going to have a reduced risk or mortality in the United States, he said. And um, wouldn't that really tie in with what the study Lancet in 2021 said we suffer about 600,000 deaths due to heat every year, but 4.5 million deaths because of cold? End quote. Johnson refers to one specific Lancet study, out of context and without regard for ongoing impacts of a warming climate. In fairness, though, he is a very stupid man. Quote, so, in terms of excess deaths, a warming globe is actually beneficial, Johnson said out loud. In my own state, your study shows that we'd have a reduction in mortality of somewhere between 54 and 56 people per I guess it's a hundred thousand. Why wouldn't we take comfort in that? Greenstone, to his credit, didn't laugh or cry, both of which are reasonable responses to Johnson's nonsense. He explained that global warming's impact, quote, will be very unequal, so maybe in the short term you'd have fewer snow days in Wisconsin or Greenstone's hometown of Chicago. However, quote, but if you look more carefully at that, Greenstone said, there are large swaths of the country where the damages will be much larger, and I... Johnson cut off Greenstone so he could spread more fertilizer. Quote, but again, if you want to balance it out globally, if you're trying to mitigate harm globally, isn't it true that the number of deaths, according to this Lancet study, caused by heat are 600,000 per year, and deaths caused by cold are 4.5 million annually? So the fact, in terms of world health, in terms of excess death, we're actually in a better position by having the climate increase in temperature a little bit, right? 
Uh, no, moron, because increased temperatures can result in more severe snowstorms because a warmer planet evaporates more moisture into the atmosphere. Prolonged droughts in parts of the country increase food prices nation nationwide. Um, global warming has led to more frequent wildfires, more severe hurricanes, and possibly tornadoes all of which cause billions of dollars in damage annually and blanking kill people. Greenstone tried to reason with Johnson, who is devoid of reason. Quote, Senator, I'm not familiar with that study. What I am familiar with is my own study, he said. Your characterization of it is incorrect. Quote, but your study is very favorable to my state, Johnson insisted, and Greenstone had to remind a sitting U.S. senator that there are 49 other states in the country. Quote, many of them will suffer, Greenstone said like a normal person. Many of them will suffer more than Wisconsin will gain. And that is the nature of climate change. It's very unequal. This is all maddeningly consistent with Johnson's overall antipathy towards science and specifically climate change, uh, which he's called uh, bull blank. He's not a serious person and he's in office for another six years. Let's hope the planet can endure. And this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening, and good night to you all. Last song to play for the exit is Babies on Fire by Brian Eno. <laughs>